You are listening to Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. I'm your host, Pat Ivey. And I'm your co-host, Mackenzie. And thanks for tuning in to another episode. Culture of accountability is when a lot of your athletes are doing what they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be doing how they're supposed to be doing it. Competence. Do your athletes know what they're supposed to be doing so that they can do what they're supposed to be doing? Are they committed? Will they see it from the start to the finish? Will they complete the task? Are they consistent? We have the Director of Player Personnel and the Recruiting Coordinator at Arkansas State University. I've worked with this man myself, and I had to have him on the podcast. Welcome to the show, Dave Roberson. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be on here, you know. Uh, it's always great. It's always great to talk to you, Pat. And uh, Mac, I'm, I'm great. I don't know. Glad to meet you, I guess. You as well. We're glad <laughs> yeah. to have you on the show. Uh-huh. All right. Dave, can you, Dave tell, tell our listeners, just go back and give them kind back of your time. history. Back in the time. Tell back them who the you time. are. Tell them, you know, why should they be interested in Dave Roberson and what he has mm-hmm. to say? I started from the bottom. Now I'm here. I'm just wow. joking. <laughs> no. But no, uh, what happened was, um, you know, uh, grew up small town, Aiken, South Carolina, and then from there, uh, moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, played high school football in Cincinnati, uh, tried to walk on to Ohio University, wasn't quite good enough. I thought I was, you know, uh, you know, everybody dreams big, but saw the writing on the wall. My dad told me, you can either tell your son you played football or you tell your son you was on a football team. All right, so I ended up transferring to Wilmington College, and uh, the history is on the wall at Wilmington College. So um, from there, I went back. really didn't know what I wanted to do after I graduated, which a lot of our players seem to be in that same spot nowadays. Uh, but my high school, my college coach said, you need to coach football. You're really good at recruiting. You're really good at you know, the ins and outs of what's going on in the field. And um, I started working with them in the spring of my senior year. And then as I was leaving, they had a job for me at my alma mater in high school in Cincinnati. And I worked there for a couple of years, uh, won two state championships, was lucky enough to work a football camp in Boston at Boston College. And uh, I got my first job offered to coach college in Vermont. Uh, it's kind of tricky tra- <laughs> when you get married and you ask a woman to move to Vermont that is more of a Southern type woman. And, but she did it and we moved to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. We moved to Vermont, and uh, that's how everything just started, man. It was like every two years, every year, I'll get a phone call, and I'll just bounce from this place to the next place. And um, just so happened when I was one of my bouncing rounds at Southern Miss, I was um, quality control working with the defensive ends, and uh, Coach Anderson was the offensive coordinator, which is now our head coach here at Arkansas State. Uh, we, we kept in contact as I was leaving there and going to work at Penn State with Coach Paterno. Uh, he asked me, did I want to be the running back GA? Uh, I told him no because I'm going to Penn State. And then uh, he said, well, we'll always stay in contact. A few years later, he ended up getting his job. And then he said, that, uh, I don't really want you to coach my uh, position right now. I want you to coach my team. I didn't understand what he was talking about with that. But now. 
I'm here and I've been doing it for the last six years. I know exactly what he's talking about. And to be honest, I get more gratification out of coaching the whole football team than just coaching my 10 linebackers. So I'm happy in the spot that I am. And I also get a chance to pick and choose what guys will bring into our program. And so I'm going to kind of play off of that in picking and choosing the guys that you bring to the program. What would you say over the past six years in this position, um, have you, I think, um, realized maybe that not every coach, especially high school coaches, because that's kind of our, our main audience, um, what is something that you have learned over these six years that high school coaches are, are like unaware of that you're like, you know, you can tell them now that would help them out with recruiting their players? Well, you know, skeletons in the closet, you know, a lot of high school coach want to, they want to sell us this kid, but we need to know all the details about the kid because if you bring him into a situation where he's got some baggage, whether it be, you know, father not doing things the right way or mother not doing the right things the right way, we need to know all of that because, what we've got on our on our campus now, and, and I'll be honest with you, Coach Ivy was really good with our guys getting in their psyche and finding out what's their why and what makes them tick, is that we have a lady on our campus that works with those guys mentally. Just the mental aspect of athletics is big nowadays that you don't want to miss out on knowing what's holding this kid back and what makes this kid go. So don't tell me about how good he is for you, you know, tell me about how good it is for his, for, for his teacher, for the lunchroom lady, for the, the water girls, for the laundry man. I want to know every in, every detail. You know, a lot of times I will spend time with the secretary when I go into a school and ask those questions because you're not going to get that from the head high school coach a lot of the times or even this position coach because they just want that kid to be sold as a Division One football player, you know, so – so you, what's really important for you is understanding and knowing the character of, of the players you're recruiting? Yeah, the character. Because if I'm already looking at the kid, then we know he has the talent, okay? So we just got to know if he's going to be able to sustain the talent and the mental capacity to play at this level and also to be coached. And where I'm not chasing it, because, you know, director of player personnel, I'm the guy that's chasing these guys around to make sure they're at study hall, to make sure they're doing things across campus with the people that just send them emails. So I get everybody's emails. So I'm CC'd on every kid's email. So I remind each and every one of these guys, like, hey, you got this today by text message. Now, they might not see my text message. I know they're not seeing that email. So I give them a phone call. <laughs> so... <laughs> so I give them a phone call too, you know, so I'm like, this, that's part of my deal. And for 70%, 70% of our guys now, it used to be worse than this. It was like 40% of our guys. 40% of our guys are non-receptive to anything that is outside of football-related activities, weight room, uh, training room, and going to practice. All great things for those guys to do because they love that thing. They don't understand that the small things outside of football that have nothing to do with it show that you love it also so and, and that's something else i was going to the biggest i've been working with a lot of guys this offseason because one thing i want to do is how because our recruiting cycle is not the same as 
Alabama's, not the same as Clemson's. Ours is more of a shorter time frame where they can recruit a guy for anywhere from 24 to 36 months. We're recruiting a guy from anywhere from 16 to 12 months, you know. So with that whole recruiting cycle, I want to figure out what questions I can ask those those kids and it'll be some quick buzzwords that'll let me know, like, I, we need to stay away from these kids. So I've been talking to a lot of our NFL scouts that have been coming in, and uh, I've been asking some things from them, what they do with some players at the Combine or if they bring in for some interviews and things of that nature. So. Can you give us an example or a couple of examples of some of those questions that you might be asking those recruits? Well, uh, the number one question is, why do you love football? So what you want to do is you want to have him write it down. And then after you, after you write it down, you want him to explain it to you and then give you an example of it. You know, why, why do you love football? And it's not because it's going to feed your mom and dad or whatever. That's, that's, that's good. That's, that's nothing to be, I mean, taken away from that kid's answer or anything like that. But uh, you need to look for things where it says, like, Kid says that well, I'm really I'm really good at it. Sorry, did y'all hear that? I'm really good at it. Then that's not something you want to look at, you know, because he's really good at a lot of things. He just hasn't discovered those things. And once he gets into college, he's going to be able to discover himself a little bit more because he's going to have a lot more time on his hands where he's not been mandated by his mom to do such. He's not been mandated by his high school coach to do anything like that. So he's going to have a lot more time on him. So he's going to start to discover himself. And once he discovers himself, he's going to be like, well, maybe I don't love football as much as I do love this. You know, so that's the number one question you need to ask. And the, the number two question is, why do you do it? Like, why do you do it? It's, it's different. It, it sounds like it's the same question. But why is, like, are you waking up early to go to the training table, get your prehab in before you start your day? eating breakfast? Are you uh, having a snack? Are you eating lunch? Are you going to get some more prehab in? And then are you stretching before practice? If you're not doing all those things, you got to ask, what is your daily schedule? That shows me that you love the game of football. So it's going back to the first question, but it's the second question. So it kind of tricks them up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you get some real honest answers from that stuff. Yeah. Now you have you deal with a lot of parents, correct? Yes. What advice I can, we can go, we probably can talk about this for a long time. I guess the direction I want to go is what advice do you give parents uh, that want their children to be recruited by division one football programs? Mm, okay. All right, first, uh, the first thing will be um, if he's Division One. All right, that's all right. So, Pat, that's a trick question. Yeah, that's all right. A- so, no, no, no. All right. So, is he a Division One athlete or not? That's the first right. and first. All right. What year are we in a co- in high school? Okay. So, if it's his senior year of high school, and he has it's week five of the season. Okay. And he has not gotten a call from us or some other group of five school, then he probably needs to go look at FCS, okay? But, I mean, you know it's hard. You you played it, so you know it. You know it's hard to get a scholarship. 
Um, but Dave, go back yeah. to what you just said. All right. So if it's their senior year oh, and okay. they have not, did you say their junior year or their senior, senior year? Senior year. Senior year. Senior year and yeah. they have not heard from division one football yeah. programs. Yes. Then, then what does that mean? That means they're FCS school <laughs> or division two school. Or maybe even a maybe junior college kid, you know. I mean, if you mm-hmm. have the grades, I don't advise you to ever go to junior college uh, because of this. Because you, there's a four-year university out there that's for every kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you will waste your time going to junior college at a place that you don't want to be at, and you know you're not going to get a four-year degree from mm-hmm. what? For somebody to possibly see you again? You know what I mean? It happens very rarely. All right, and. We are a big junior college uh, program here. So we take a lot of them. And if we're not looking at you when you go into that junior college, then we're not looking at you if you went to that junior college without us looking at you. So mm-hmm. I, I would like for parents to understand, like, Division One is not the end-all, be-all. There's a lot of guys like I'm watching right now, the Bears and the Redskins play, and I'm sure there's a lot of guys from FCS programs, Division II programs on that field right now. So uh, the best thing to do for your kid, if you're a parent, is to make sure that they're an institution where the kid loves it outside of football. And I tell our players here, when they come on visits, I'm telling them the same thing here. Make sure you love this place outside of football because if you get hurt, you have to be here. All right, or you're going to be here with or without football. So you can still come around the football team and everything, but if you're hurt, you're done playing football, the best thing for you to do is graduate. So making sure he's at a place where he can go to school, he can learn, he enjoys the people that surround him and his surroundings. And, and after that, I mean, life is life. There's more to life out of football. <laughs> so, yeah, it's I mean, true. Yeah, it's so true. It's, like uh, Spice Adam was on the uh, the Monday Night Football show. Spice Adam was a Penn State defensive tackle. He was a walk-on football player for Penn State. Ended up playing nine years in the NFL. Uh, I want to say four for uh, the Redskins and then uh, five for uh, the Bears. And when he got done, he went right into his post-NFL career Accidentally, <laughs> so <laughs> like like it's you you gotta have something else out the football. And so, do you think that it is? I don't know. I don't know if I want to use the word fair, but do you think that a kid can come to campus for a weekend and decide for real if they're gonna like it outside of football? I, I don't. I don't. I think they got to take multiple visits. That's why. Uh, that's why uh, to parents, okay, and this is going back to what you just said, Pat, too. If you feel like your kid is a Division One football player, go out and visit Division One schools. Put your son in their, in their face all day and every day. And I guarantee there's a guy like me, because all day today I've been watching in-state football players, okay, just making sure we didn't miss a kid or, like, I got a whole list of kids we got to watch as the staff tomorrow, okay. Uh, uh, kids, take your game day visits. You know, if you end up on a list, you're probably going to end up getting watched. But if you don't do anything proactively to get in front of these guys' face, they're going to recruit our faces. We're going to recruit the guys that we see. 
or somebody emails us a list of guys that we trust. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I don't think it's fair to, for that kid to make a decision within a weekend or 48 hours. But I do believe that if you want your kid to play Division One football, you need to visit these programs as much as you possibly can. Go to the camps. Now, the way coaches change all the time, okay, I think they need to really – I'll, I'll even say this, all right? So my little cousin plays at Louisville, okay? Um, before he signed with Louisville, Notre Dame came in on him, Penn State came in on him, and he did not flip. The coaching change happened. He didn't flip because he loved Louisville. He didn't love the coaching staff. He loved the school. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So make sure that you're committed to that school, you know, you might be committed to that coach, but, you know, a good thing, too, is to be really committed to that school. This podcast is sponsored by Sorenex Exercise Equipment. Since 1980, Sorenex has been a family-owned business responsible for legendary innovations and training solutions that have changed the face of strength training. Today, Sorenex is the most sought-after strength brand for professional teams, colleges, high schools, and military units. During this process of growth, our clients have become an extended family to us, part of our brotherhood, our culture. We want to thank you, our customers, friends, and family for being the foundation on which Sorenex is built. We promise to do our best to continue to serve you with the best strength training equipment and service in the industry. Dave, if you've been following some of the news that's been happening today and this the new rule that you can still play in four games and red shirt. I'm reading about some players that have played their four games now and they're going to red shirt and possibly transfer or not transfer. Can you go into the transfer portal? and explain what that is, how it works, and, and and what we experienced last year of more student yeah. athletes in the portal than there were <laughs> openings, spots. Yes. <laughs> That's right. All right. So right. It, was, it was like day one last year. I remember when the portal came out, I was like, man, this is about to be chaos. It was like 58 kids in there, football players, you know, from every division. Explain what, what the portal is as well, Dave. All right, all right, all right. So the, the portal, the NCAA portal is where if a kid goes into his compliance office, what the compliance office does then is they, they put the kid, and he goes into the compliance office and says, hey, I'm not whatever, whatever here. I'm not happy here, or I just want to leave here. I want to see what my options may be. And that's another thing, too, because guys put themselves in the portal. And they don't always transfer out. Okay, so um, so you go to the compliance office, and the kid can put himself in the portal. Right? Uh, the compliance office doesn't have to let us know. We might see it just by searching the portal for other kids. Okay, so once that kid puts himself in the portal, we know that that kid wants to transfer. Now, he might not want everybody contacting him. But he just wants to be out there so he can check and say, hey, I just want to put fillers out to see 
who will want to recruit me. But I don't want them contacting me until I know who wants to recruit me. All right. Which I think is a bunch of BS, but I'm allowed to say BS, right? <laughs> I'm, allowed say, I'm allowed to yep. say BS, all right? So, yep. Only uh, if you're yeah. allowed to say BS. Oh, I just said it. So I think go. I'm allowed to say it, too. So. <laughs> yeah, so, so once they're in there, uh, they can leave, they can do whatever they want, but they also have to leave the school eligible, okay? Uh, 2.5 um, or above. And they also have to be um, meeting progress towards degree in order to be eligible at the next school. And it's not always a, um, a done deal as them being eligible. That's why a lot of these quarterbacks are getting lawyers. A lot of people are getting lawyers so that they become eligible. And the NCAA just don't want to fight every one of these cases. So they just ran them. Ask, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Can I no. ask a quick clarifying question? They have to be eligible at their current school or they have <laughs> to meet like some kind of graduation requirements for the school that they want to go to? Yeah. All right. So it's called progress towards degree. He has to be meeting progress towards degree. I keep saying he, but there could be a she. So they have to be meeting progress towards degree from their leaving institution. Okay. All right. So as long as they're doing that, they should be fine going into the next institution. Yeah. All right. So, but uh, it's it's a crapshoot if the kid's gonna be eligible. Most of the time, if you're looking at a kid in the portal, you gotta think that he's gonna sit a year. Now you can put your waivers in. He can fight it and everything. But if you're looking at a kid in the portal, just know that this kid is not playing this upcoming year. He's playing the next year. That's my rule of thumb, and I think that's a lot of guys' rule of thumb. So, mm-hmm. so, but uh, it's it's just it it has become a mess, and one of the reasons why I think it's become a mess, and me and Coach Anderson was talking about that, is that quarterbacks are just they're not learning the offense, uh, they're not growing in the offense, they're not really developing themselves with receivers. And our head coach is a quarterback guy, you know, uh, receiver guy, so the timing's off. You're not really getting anybody that's bought into your program, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and and I'm I'm totally against it. I'm uh, I, I love good glue, and good glue to me is there's as many in your program that, that build your program. Like we got a a lot of guys. I you know you remember BJ Edmonds. I was consider him good glue. Jacob Steele, guys, has been there. We recruited from there. Uh, junior year into the junior year of high school, and they've been here, and they're just working their butts off. And no matter how bad it gets, no matter where they are on the depth chart, they still fight it through, and they come out there and perform every day, man. And I love kids like that, and and if we're gonna keep letting kids uh, basically give up on something when it gets bad, we're not doing anything for them. I'm thinking that's killing society, man. And that's what's hurt us in recruiting, like we. We, in recruiting, we send them all these graphics. We send them all these, basically, likes on social media. You know, they need to put a don't like button on social media. (laughs) (laughs) They put that on social media. Don't like, you know, we put that on social media. Then everything even out, but we just keep saying we like stuff. and We don't really (laughs) like stuff, you know what I mean? It's killing us, man. So we got to baby these kids all through. Or recruiting process, send them letters, send them messages, 
and I love recruiting, man. I love recruiting, especially the kids that really worked their butts off to get to this point. You know, I love recruiting those kids, man. Those families, the blue collar families, everything like that, and they get to see their kid go to school, and their both parents never went to college, and their kid's about to go to college for free. He's got a good head on shoulders, and you know he's going to do great things after he leaves here. You know. Mm-hmm. Even on or off the field, you just know he's going to do great things. I love that moment, man, when that kid signs the paper. But, I mean, it's just those ones you just know that since we got the new we got the new facility and we got all the bells and whistles, he's not understanding that we're graduating 96% of our kids. We're sending you to Barcelona for you to, you know, build your resume with this global education. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't understand that we put so much money into nutrition since the time we've been here. So now, like, we got guys like Patrick Ivey that used to work here with all that experience, you know what I mean, hmm. that, that care about you. His disciple, <laughs> Jake Miller, now works here as the head guy, you know what I mean? Like, we got, we got so much stuff that we put into these kids, and not just football, you know, like, study abroad, the mentorship program, 100% job placement rate. We just mm-hmm. do so many things. That's why it's, I'm be honest with you, Pat. That's why it's hard for me to leave. Y'all keep leaving and stuff. Y'all left and everything. Y'all left me, man. I'm mad you left me. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, good people are hard to come by, man. But mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's just so many good things about this program, about this school that it's just hard to leave that mm-hmm. I'm all about, man. Right. That I'm all about, man. I, uh, I came from, you know, honestly, a, a single parent home. Uh, my mom and my dad, which I called my dad at when I was three years old, and he's been my, my father since I was three. But I don't even know my dad. You know, a lot of these kids don't even know that about me. You know what I mean? Because they would think that I, they all think I'm silver spoon, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, man. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for that, man. I went to a freaking private school and all that stuff, man. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want these kids to understand, man. Like you can change your life right now. Right. Let's, let's do it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I went. On, I went on a tangent. I guess I could do that. No, it, it's it's good because that's the because you're not just the recruiting person. You're also yeah. the director of player development. Yes, you're correct. And 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 that development is not at just athletic development. That's the person that's helping to make uh, these young men um, into, into men. Yes. It's, it's to help them to make better decisions and and it's to help them to navigate the social media. When, when social media is telling you one thing, uh, I had a conversation with a coach today, Dave, that said he, uh, he had an athlete that was upset at his playing time because some social media grader, uh, (laughs) someone's out there watching video and grading your athletes, our athletes, Mm. and they have no credentials to do so and sending a grade saying what the, how they graded out really by some random person that's happening. I just heard that I, today. I, oh my god! That blows my mind. I mean, yeah. And, they, and the crazy thing is, the kid bought into it. Yes. 
because it's all social media. And they right. buy into that, man. And yeah. Yeah, so you got to, that month, the hard. I don't know how you change it. How do you change it, Pat? I think you you talk about it. You you bring awareness to it and you use some examples to to show them, um, you know, of people doing it properly and and cases where it didn't go so well. And, and they have to make that decision. But the more education and awareness that they have and um, I, I think that'll is. help. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I mean, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough, man. I beat my head against the wall every day with this stuff. It's, it's just, I just love what I do, and it's hard for me to ever leave it. But it's just, these kids wear your thing, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so these kids wear your thing. Like, uh, you just wish they'd grow up a lot faster. But you could tell where they came from by year two, uh, by how they act, you know. Like, I got, you know, that. Sophomoric year, it should be a sophomore year, and it really comes out for the guys that really don't have much at home, you know. But for the and it lasts all the way to the end of the junior year, okay. But, but yes, sir. yes, ma'am. I was just gonna say, do you get surprised? I mean, you're talking about you know, soft usually sophomore year, baby junior. If you've got like some late bloomers, do you get any seniors that surprise you? Um, or do you pretty much know by then? <laughs> yeah, I, really, <laughs> I pretty much know by then. Those are the guys that don't really play as much, <laughs> but they're just here hanging out. Like so, <laughs> but you know, uh, sometimes a guy really does get beat out, you know, and he's a good kid, but he really got beat out because another another talent came in. Which that's my job also is to bring somebody in that's gonna beat you out, you know. So. Mm-hmm. If that happens, uh, a lot of times the kid does have talent. He'll leave and go play somewhere else. But a lot of sometimes they, kids just love where they are, and I'm happy that they like where they are, and uh, yeah. and they don't make a change because they love a state. We had a guy here who uh, in our first recruiting classes, and he stayed the whole time, never left because he loved a state. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm thankful for the fact that. Uh, I don't know. It's a catch twenty two. We can't That's take right. him off. It's a catch twenty two because we can't take him off scholarship. <laughs> you know, so he's got to be. Is, is that a little bit of a, I'll say, bittersweet part of your job that you, you know, you want to obviously recruit yeah. the guys, but yeah. then you know, every subsequent recruiting year after that, you're also trying to recruit the guys that are going to beat out the guys you just recruited. So. No, no, I actually, I like that. I, I tell the guys all the time, like, just mess around with them at practice. I got a guy that's better than you. <laughs> so, you know, uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, what, like we have a we have a sophomore right now that is playing. As a freshman, he played a lot, and I knew that he was going to be extremely talented, okay? And he was going to end up being the guy his sophomore year, which is right now for us, okay? So when we started talking about, you know, possibly bringing in a junior college kid, kid to actually replace that guy, I was like, well, we don't need to because this kid is what we need in our program. And I think we need to bring in some uh, high school kids to learn what we want in our program underneath them. And we went with that. Uh, we went with that and it's worked out great. So, yeah. Dave, I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. No, 
I know it's it's been great, but I've got to ask, you know, I've got to ask a tough one. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Coach Anderson, Coach Blake Anderson and Wendy yes. Anderson, um, two special people in, um, in, in all of our lives. Um, you know, just what Wendy meant to just so many people. I know what she meant to you mm-hmm. and uh, the players in the program. And, um, you know, how's Coach doing? You know, what what have you learned throughout this uh, this situation? Well, um, so I met Wendy in about 2009 at Southern Miss when I got there. And uh, to me, I can tell you that the woman was a tough woman. Uh, I, I want to say difficult, but she was challenging in every sense of the word, challenging. And uh, it was good. It was good for him because that's what he needed. He don't need to push over. And uh, I decided at that point in time, that's what I needed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and I, if, um, if any of our listeners, if you, I didn't, I didn't preface this, but uh, Wendy Anderson passed away a few weeks ago um, to cancer. And so if, I know if you're in the sporting world, you, you, you're aware of it, but if you, are not in the sporting world. That's uh, that's what we're talking about. I'm sorry about that, Dave. I just want no, to no worries. Make sure, yeah, no worries. But you know, just in getting to know her out of my time at Southern Miss, I was like, that's the type of coach's wife that I need in my life. You know, uh, was not gonna let me get away with bloody murder. You know, so uh, mm-hmm. she she basically she gave me the image of what I wanted for my next wife at that point in time, because I was going through a divorce and she helped me out tremendously with it. And he did also uh, because of all the moves and coaching. And my wife at that time decided that she didn't, she really didn't want to keep continue to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's tough. Yeah. So she helped me through that whole deal, at, even though I was at Penn State, you know, so it was constant scripture being sent to me, phone calls and things of that nature. Uh, so. She meant a lot to me, and then when I got a chance to come back here, you know, uh, actually she called Blake, and Blake was like, "You gonna bring your wife?" It's like, no, idiot, he's divorced. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, she called him on that. Also, I was like, dude, you should know that. Yeah, but she remembered it, you know, instead of him yeah. remembering it. And then uh, from there, uh, we, uh, she kind of. Played tennis with my future wife, my wife now, you know, so mm-hmm. she played tennis with her. I got to meet her through her. And, uh, yeah. but, you know, Blake is, she would not want him doing anything but what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he took the time to make sure that the kids were good, you know, and they, the kids were ready for him to get out of the house anyway. They hadn't seen him that much before anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah. were ready for him to go. But uh, it was mainly that he wanted to make sure the kids was right. But, you know, she was – I I can tell you that she was in his heart saying, dude, get back out there and coach football, you know. Mm-hmm. She's the daughter of a head coach, and she was married to a head football coach. So right. she knows this whole all about. And, gosh, doggy, man, you had to do that, huh? Yeah, man. I'm, 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 I'm going <laughs> to yeah. let you off, man. I know because it's, it's a – it's an emotional one, but man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for um, sharing that knowledge. Mm-hmm. I know I, I was asked the question about the transfer portal uh, by a relative um, yeah. just maybe an hour ago, Dave. So uh-huh. this is this is uh, 
you know, it's, it's fresh. It's a hot topic and you address it. Thank you for for helping us out. And I know the parents, they appreciate what you shared about recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they have any questions, man. Yes. Yeah. Where can yeah. someone find you or are you on social yeah. media or what's the best way? Yeah, I don't really check my social media unless you recruit. But okay. <laughs> but the best way to hit me up is by email because I check it four times a day. All right. So okay. that's the best way to hit me up. And the email address is Dave, D-A-V-E, mm-hmm. Roberson, R-O-B, as in boy, E-R-S-O-N, at a state. Dot edu, Edward David University. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Dave, man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, man, I can't thank you enough. Mac, it's been a pleasure too. Thank you for thank having you. me on. Pat, thank you. All right, hey, man. Matt, Pat, thank Yo. you for having me. Hey, thank you. Appreciate I it. it. Yep. All yep. Right. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Sets and Reps, where we provide the performance edge. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Soranex Exercise Equipment. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. You can find show notes and more at beyondsetsandreps.com. That's B-E-Y-O-N-D-S-E-T-S-A-N-D-R-E-P-S dot com.